Hello, you beautiful cycling fans. I'm back for another A1 Show podcast. Uh, thanks for listening in again. We're back to this once a week kind of cadence, uh, back after the chaos of Welta and the daily podcast. It's kind of nice and refreshing to have it once a week. It gives me a little bit more time to research and actually do a deep dive into topics that I think are uh, of merit and that are worth your time and you devoting 30 minutes or so for this podcast. Uh, it does feel like a long time between chatting to all you listeners out there, so I may at some stage up it to two podcasts a week, but at the moment we're going to stick it to one podcast a week. So I'm going to start off today's episode. I'm going to try and hold myself together for this because I've known to be emotional from time to time. Uh, from a poem I got uh, that my dad wrote for me last week. It was my birthday and he wrote this poem uh, as a little part of the present. So he wouldn't write a lot of poetry so it, it meant a lot. And yeah, it's always nice. I'm, actually, I'm just going to shut up. I'm going to read it. Too tense to talk, I breathe through fear. Sweat and blood have got him here. The hours he pushed to grind it out, fitness was never in doubt. But mental will require a test to climb, to sprint, to be the best. So he hits the gas, his race is on. The line draws close, my breath is gone. The checkered flag cuts wind and rain, hands thrown skyward, but some in vain. The crowds they surge on pushed aside, who has won, the fans they cried. But in that moment I turned inside, who cares who won, my son's alive, and fit to fight another day, and I'll be there to light his way. Yeah, it was it was a cool present. It was a cool present, and it meant a lot. And it, yeah, it's definitely a present I will treasure. I'm not a massively uh, materialistic person. I always like, you know, experiences or something that somebody's gone to a bit of effort to put together. So uh, I appreciated that one a lot. Uh, so yeah, also feel free to send me in birthday presents. That's totally cool. People have actually been sending in some. Uh, some cool stuff uh we had a we had a cbd oil get sent into us uh during the week which is pretty cool it was actually it's a cool mix because we talked about cbd in one of our uh last podcasts but it was a different type of cbd so uh this is a cbd that was mixed with coconut oil and the coconut oil Obviously, it changes the consistency completely of the CBD oil. Uh, it it comes like a almost like a jar of Nutella, but the company that made it uh, I haven't experimented with it too much yet. The prescription they wrote me a nice little hand note as well. The prescription they said prescription that's a very medical term for a pseudo medical product, but anyway, the recommendation they said was to rub something on the bottom of your feet before bed and also on your legs on rest days so the company's called raised spirit if you want to check that out um, i am not in any way affiliated with that i just merely got a free can so i thought i'd give them a little shout out for that uh, okay before we jump into today's topic uh, i want to talk about show sponsor so the show sponsor today is 
it's a product that I've been wanting to put together for a long time. Um, it dates back to when I was riding the bike full time and I had a friend at the time who was riding for Team Sky and as I got talking to him, you know, conversation flows a little more loosely on the bike and as I got talking to him, uh, it became clear to me that there was a system, there was a process check boxes you need to take each winter to prepare for the following season and what separated bad amateurs from good amateurs good amateurs from pros was compliance with this system who complied with it the most and one of the prerequisites to winter training to getting started with winter training was a strength and conditioning plan so the way i was explained this and i've since gone on and obviously we've researched this stuff a lot as we're starting to build a coaching company uh, the way you explain it to me at the time is still probably the easiest way to explain it to you guys. Even the world's most powerful supercar, the biggest engine in the world, it gets no speed, it gets no traction down. It's not a viable supercar unless it has a strong chassis. So we use that as an analogy and the chassis in this case is our, it's our muscles, it's our core, it's our stability, it's our ability to transfer power. And the only way we can do that is with an effective strength and conditioning off-season plan. Uh, I, for years, steered away from creating a strength and conditioning plan. I thought, you know, there's a bunch of strength and conditioning experts out there. I'm just going to leave it to them. But it was with growing frustration that I went to strength and conditioning, inverted commas, expert after expert, and came away frustrated, came away just feeling that I wasted my money on gym memberships and personal trainers that, that what they were talking about just didn't represent the needs I had as a cyclist I needed to stay lean I needed to build lean body mass but I needed to build very cycling specific power there's no point being able to chuck huge heavy things around the gym the plan also needed to be periodized because like what are we doing if we're not periodizing the plan and especially periodizing it around our training and as we're getting closer to the season so we took the dive, we you know, partnered with a bunch of physiologists and sports scientists and we put together an amazing 12-week periodized strength and conditioning plan, video tutorials, step-by-step instructions on how to do it. This is a plan, I think the perfect time to start is off-season, but it's a plan that I would use as maintenance all year round. And if you're wasting your time, if you have a gym membership and you're not following this plan, it's an absolute waste. The price on it, it's stupidly cheap. We've priced it at 49 euro. I want the price it at, like the value of it, I'm giving a bunch of stuff away with it for free. The value of it, I don't even know, it's upwards of 400 euro. But when we talked about the price of it, I just wanted to get this into the hands of as many people as possible. So that's, you know, the first step, the prerequisite to your winter training. Start on this strength and conditioning plan. Jump onto it. And it's so easy to follow. Get to the gym twice a week. At best, you're going to have an ineffective winter without following the strength and conditioning plan. At worst, you're going to be injured. But, you know, time, I'm always harping on about time being our most valuable, important asset. So don't waste any time. Don't just waste a year of plodding along, trying it without just ticking the boxes, just let someone else learn from mistakes, but they don't have to be your mistakes. Okay, let's dive into our, our substantive topic. Uh, so I want to start and I want to talk to you about uh, a Hollywood actor. And you might see that this is a strange place to start. 
but it'll it'll make sense it'll make sense so it was around uh, 1990 jim carrey was a nobody he was a stand-up a canadian stand-up comic he was trying to make his way in acting but he was a nobody nobody knew him and he wrote himself a check for 10 million euro and he dated it five years from then and he said for acting services rendered and he put that check in his wallet and he carried that check with him every day and he looked at that check every day now if we fast forward five years jim carrey's one of the biggest names in hollywood dumb and dumber ace ventura the mask bunch of other cool movies and he was what was he bringing in 15 20 million per movie at the time and as a, like a little tribute to his dad then when his dad died i think his dad died in the mid 90s jim carrey took that 10 million euro check and he put it in his dad's coat pocket and he buried him with that check in his pocket that's the power of goal setting and that's the topic for today we're going to talk about goal setting and we're going to talk about the differences between an idea and a goal and exactly i know we've touched on goal setting before but not in much of a deep dive but i also want to make this one real and talk to you about my goal so this week uh i have announced that i'm coming back racing next season i've been mucking around for a couple of years you know riding the bike to the coffee shop and back but i haven't done an interval since i hung up the wheels racing full time probably back in was it 2014 so i haven't done an interval since then and too busy coaching you guys but so I said uh, in the immortal words of uh, Dr. Dre, give me one more platinum plaque, then fuck rap, you can have it back. So I'm back for one year. Uh, a good buddy of mine, uh, Peter Ryan. Uh, I must get Peter on. We do a podcast with Peter. Peter's story is brilliant. He's visually impaired. Uh, he was a, a hurling player. It's our national sport here in Ireland. He was a hurling player for Tipperary. And I don't know what age he was. I'm going to completely uh, bastardize his story here, which is a cool story. Uh, but he started having visual problems and anyway long story short he is visually impaired he went to the last olympics in rio and he's been training since then for the tokyo olympics so the setup is the tandem you have an able-bodied athlete on the front and you have a visually impaired athlete on the back uh, i've had a chance to ride with peter a number of times he's a good buddy of mine off the bike but i had a chance with some uh you know wranglings as there is in any squat uh ins and outs and i'm committed now for the next 11 months to jumping on the front of the bike for the run into tokyo so then me and peter had to chat and we had to think okay so what's the goal and so the goal it's it's two parts the goal is firstly to qualify for the olympics in tokyo and secondly to win a gold medal in the road race in tokyo now that's a scary goal even saying that out loud is a scary scary goal so you know if it's if a job's worth doing it's worth doing well so it's probably going to be my last year of putting this sort of time commitment into cycling i haven't done it for a few years so i was like like we gotta shoot for that top step it's a road race and you know any road race is a winnable road race you have a puncher's chance you know depending on how preparation goes you can go in as favorite or you can go in as a small chance we've 11 months to get it right so i'm um, looking forward to seeing what we can do but when you hit any goal when you put out any goal like that uh there's a number of elements that go to it so i know exactly the date 
the road race is on in the Paralympics. I know exactly what we want. We want the top step on the podium. So the difference between a goal and a good idea is, you know, a good idea, I'm going to jump on the tandem and, yeah, we'll, we'll shoot for a good performance in Tokyo. Uh, that's a good idea. A good idea is like, I'd like, uh, I'd like a house. I'd like an apartment in the city centre. That's a good idea. A goal is I want a 2,000 square foot penthouse in Temple Bar with views across the Liffey by the 30th of April 2020. That's a goal. I want to lose weight. That's a plan. A goal, I want to lose 10 pounds by the 20th of April at noon 2020. You know, these, the difference between goals and ideas is the vagueness of them. When we make it when we make it detailed, we make it a goal and it takes on a different form. So that's the first part of what I would encourage you guys to do is to get a goal and to write it down and to write it down in detail. And I'm, I'm not just talking cycling here. I'm talking all areas of your life. Like don't just have your goal as I want to get a promotion in work. Have a goal as I want to... Uh, increase my sales in my sales position by 30% next quarter uh, and I will do this by you know developing six new client relationships uh, starting social media marketing whatever it is you know but that's a detailed goal so what I encourage everyone to do is even to pause this podcast now get a blank piece of paper or a little book. If you have a goals book, that's a cool idea because what I'm going to ask you to do is to revisit this goals book every single morning and every single evening. So when you're going to bed at night, I want you to pull out your goals book and have a quick little flick through it, reading it, vividly imagining what it would be like to achieve that goal. The same when you wake up in the morning, vividly imagining what it would be like to achieve that goal start adding to it you know what house do you want what partner do you want to meet what performances do you want in cycling what do you want from your health what body weight do you want start building out this goals book the ideal version of yourself revisit it every morning revisit it every night something really powerful happens when we revisit it in the morning and the night we have a system called our reticular activation system and our reticular activation system helps us notice things that are important to us so an example of this is did you ever get a new car and say you say you bought the new tesla and you buy the new tesla and as soon as you get the new tesla you notice how many people have teslas like the teslas have always been there people have always been driving them but now you just notice them and it's because you've switched on that reticular activation system and now they're in your consciousness now they're noticeable by you so if you switch on your reticular activation system for your goals you'll start finding ways to achieve those goals ways that you didn't even know existed before you'll start seeing little paths you know i'm not really into the the universe will conspire uh, but i i don't know what mechanism brings us this but it's absolutely true it will start to happen for you where attention where your attention goes your energy will flow and you'll start finding creative ways to overcome problems that are standing between you and reaching those goals so step one, write, create your goals book. Step two, every morning, every evening, vividly imagine them. And step three, it's automatic. That reticular activation system is going to kick straight in. So that's a pretty powerful concept, the idea of a goals book. 
Uh, I know some of you won't take action on that and you'll just, you know, think about a goal and you'll be a lot less likely to achieve it than those who just commit, take the plunge and do as I said there and grab that goals book. But what's going to happen is, and exactly what happened to me when you set a goal. So I set the goal and the more you'll be embarrassed, you should almost be embarrassed to say it because if you're not almost embarrassed to say it, it's not a big enough goal. And it's something like when I say, yeah, I want to win a gold medal in the Paralympic road race in Tokyo. That is almost borderline embarrassing to say. And that's how I know it's a good enough goal. But Jim Rowan is a guy who I've, I've a lot of time for. He's a, I don't know if you'd say he's a philosopher, but he's, he's in the Tony Robbins vein, but he's old school. He's an OG. And he's a good quote that I like. He said, uh, you want to set a goal that's big enough that in the processing of achieving it, you become something worth becoming. So I think that's that's powerful, and it's you know it's ne- it's never uh, you know working with clients uh, year in year out. What the tragedy is not when somebody sets a goal and misses it. Like if you had a goal to win nationals and you end up getting a podium or we have a goal to go and win the gold in the road race and we ended up getting second. You know, setting the goal and missing it isn't the big tragedy, but setting the goal and hitting it and still not being happy, that's the tragedy because you just didn't set that goal big enough in the first place. So let's have a a collective exhale and just consider that for a second. And as we do, I'm just going to let you know about... So I've been mucking around with these 30-day challenges. Um, we had the 30-day challenge where I was off sugar. The latest 30-day challenge is off caffeine. Sorry, it's off coffee. It's not off caffeine because I'm still drinking cans of Coke and stuff post-training. But it's off coffee. Uh, I The reason is 95 to 99% of all my caffeine intake comes from coffee. Caffeine is a powerful performance enhancer, one, but when you use it all the time, you nullify the effects of that performance enhancer. Two, it's staining the shit out of my teeth. Uh, so I wanted to see, uh, oh, number three, I wanted to see if I could actually quit it and if, it, if I was addicted to it. I don't like the idea of being addicted to anything, so I wanted to see how hard it was to give up. And on what, I'm like 10 days in, I can honestly report it wasn't hard to give up at all. Uh, I've noticed absolutely no change for me. Energy levels unaffected. It was just a habit. You know, I've just replaced it with green tea, chamomile tea, regular tea, whatever. It's it's no problem. So if you're thinking you're addicted to coffee, maybe or maybe you've different uh, oh, yeah, obviously all of us have different chemical compositions and different substances have different addictive tendencies for each of us, but for me it wasn't anything. But I've also thrown in another thirty day challenge in conjunction with this just to get me started with training for this, uh, for Tokyo. Uh, I'm doing a daily accountability session on Facebook Live. So I'm talking every day about what my training was for the day, how it went, what I've been up to, and yeah, I'm enjoying that. 10 minutes I'm committing to daily. Sometimes it's going to be pure nonsense. There's, you know, hours and hours of research goes into the podcasts. There's absolutely no research goes into this Facebook Live. It's, as Joyce said, a stream of consciousness. So tune in if you're looking for a daily insight into what I'm up to. Okay, so the second thing I wanted to chat about on goal setting is when you set a goal like gold in the Paralympic road race, there's three things are going to happen. You're going to considerations, fears, and roadblocks. 
are going to immediately spring to mind. These are very natural. If you don't, these are like stop signs. But if you don't see these as a natural part of the process and an expected part of the process, you're going to interpret them as a sign that you should quit, that you should give up. They're not a sign you should quit or give up. They're a very natural part of any stretch goal setting process. So let's run through what a consideration is. So for me, consideration for Tokyo, you know, how am I going to find the time to train? You know, I'm already super busy with A1. We're on this big, huge pivot at the moment where, you know, ultimately, I'm not going to talk too much about the pivot, but it's going to happen in the next month or so. The, the podcast, I suppose, is the first part of that. You know, traditionally, we've been a coaching company and trying to get guys from A4 to A3. But I see there being more value in it. And the, I, why I'm back doing this full-time. Like people always ask me, you know, you're a lawyer. What are you doing doing this coaching full-time? It's, you know, you went to law school for seven years. The, it's impact. It's the impact it has on people. When I work with clients and I see them, you know, losing huge amounts of weight, achieving goals outside of cycling, like you know, losing weight, which gives them motivation to meet somebody new, which gives them the confidence to get a promotion and work with, it's the butterfly effect of it. And the butterfly effect of it's huge. And it's what motivates me to go on. And it's, you know, why we're trying to find new innovative ways to market it so we can get that message into the hands of the people who need it. Because I know our message at given to the right person at the right time can change their life. So that's, why i'm so passionate about pushing a1 but so one of the natural considerations then i have is how do i find time to train around that because i don't want to sacrifice a1 i can't sacrifice a1 so now i've got to be creative like do i need to sacrifice sleep do i need to you know, sleep is so important to training recovery but also as we talked about longevity but so do i need to just cut out unproductive parts of my evening where maybe i don't chill out and read or watch netflix for a half an hour and even like there's a bit of engineering i have to do to figure it out uh, it's not a zero-sum game it can be all done but it needs to be figured out uh, another consideration is like how do we fund this like it's expensive trying to get to tokyo we gotta qualify we gotta go racing world cups in november in manchester training camps in mallorca december we're off to toronto for the worlds in january a bunch of world cups around europe how are we going to fund all this? Another consideration. Another consideration might be like, what if I crash? You know, I, I can't afford to be out of doing what I do, like work, training, even for my mental health. What if I crash and I get injured? I have buddies who have been badly injured. These are all natural considerations that are going to spring to mind. But as I said, they're a natural part of this goal-setting process. If we know they're a natural part of it, when they come up, we'll find solutions rather than using them as excuses to quit. Another part of it's fear. So fear is going to be another thing that's going to come up straight away. Like So fears around this would be, like, what if we don't qualify? You know, like, I'm after telling all you guys I'm qualifying. Like, my parents are talking about maybe they'll come out to Tokyo next summer. We haven't even qualified. Qualification is hard. It's super hard. So what if we don't qualify? Will I look like a will I look like a fool? Uh, will people think less of me? Uh, what if I can't? Like I haven't trained. Here's another one. So I haven't trained properly structured. I'm talking to you guys about training all the time, but I haven't had a structured training plan since 2014. Like what if I can't get back to the level? Like the level for the tandem, for the pilots on the front. It's it's continental level. It's like third tier pro say. So I need to get back to my 2012, 2013, 2014 level that's difficult like what if i can't do that that's another fear and then like another one might be uh like say me and peter are great friends at the moment 
our girlfriends hang out we hang out you know what if over the course of this which is morphing into a professional relationship what if we're not buddies anymore what if it gets in between us these are all fears but again we need to see these fears as a natural natural consequence of setting a stretch goal the last one is roadblocks so roadblocks are just they're real world circumstances that we just you need to deal with they're stuff that's just gonna throw up like a roadblock might be one of us crashes and breaks a collarbone how do we get around that another and actually an obvious roadblock here in ireland is we used to go to toronto for the world championships in january to race on the track we don't have a track here in ireland they've been talking about it for god knows how long and it still hasn't happened so yeah they're some very natural roadblocks we're gonna encounter along the way but as i say if we're aware that when we set that stretch goal that we're gonna have considerations we're gonna have fears and we're gonna have roadblocks and that they're a natural consequence of setting a goal we're we're armed with a tool that a lot of people aren't armed with because when most people see one of these things they say see a reason to quit they say they see a reason to save face you know if you know qualifications not going brilliant uh because you know there's i don't know maybe some uh budgetary concerns and we can't get out to races you know all of a sudden that's a pre-packaged ready-made excuse that we can go ah well look we tried to qualify but it actually didn't happen because uh we well we hadn't we couldn't raise money to travel so yeah unfortunately we can't go to tokyo like we can head these off at the outset and we can go no we're going to encounter considerations we're going to encounter fears and we're going to encounter roadblocks these are natural we need to figure out how to navigate and plot a path around this we got a lot in there we got a lot in in our little small 25 30 minute podcast this evening so to recap because i want this podcast to be actionable and not just you know something that you're going to listen to and go oh that's interesting because there's so much out there there's so many podcasters out there at the moment there's so much content on youtube that lack of information isn't your problem at the moment it's taking action on that information so i'm at very select points you know you've never heard me say buy cbd oil you've never heard me say you know get these recovery boots get these blue light blocking glasses like i've given you information about them and then let you choose but on the goal setting one you should take action on this it's an actionable step and i'm going to give you a couple of actionable steps actionable step actually i've probably given you two actionable steps today goal setting and the strength training course but the goal setting one to recap it we need to figure out what those goals are difference between a goal and an idea it's the detail paint it in a lot of detail write it down in your goals book review it morning and review it night that's going to turn on your reticular activation system and then be aware that we're going to have considerations we're going to have fears and we're going to have roadblocks you know journal around those brainstorming them if you need to be trying to head them off but know that they are a natural part of that stretch goal setting and that once you realize that you'll figure out little solutions to get around them okay guys that has been this podcast before we wrap up i want to give a brief shout out to our uh, to our surviving show sponsor uh, our sole show sponsor sorry is click funnels click funnels is an amazing product which i am passionate about i'm a passionate advocate about it 
we've had a bunch of people approaching us about sponsorships for the podcast and i'm the ones who i do bring on are companies that i am passionate about and i really love and this is a company i use it's a company i use for our email autoresponder i've gone through you know aweber mailchimp all these companies usability is terrible on them all compared to ClickFunnels, the user interface the user journey it's amazing i'm not a techie person so it's for me it's just so easy to use runs your marketing campaigns it's brilliant there's a 30 day uh, sorry there's a 14 day trial for ClickFunnels. Um, to all our show listeners i'm going to pop a link down below for that i'd say to you just check out the 14 day trial they have amazing trainings in there for free as part of the 14 day trial jump on one of those amazing trainings immerse yourself in it because it'll take you from knowing absolutely nothing to being an absolute god in your small business and just blowing it out of the water guys so your actionable steps today build out that goal book and the link for the strength and conditioning plan is down below Go get yourself a copy of that and then start smashing it out in the gym. Thanks for listening and I will be back to you next week. Enjoy the roads and be safe out there. Talk to you soon.